Hey mama, my name's Diana Ballard and welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Prior to becoming a mom, I realized that if I wanted to continue living a life of passion, adventure, and fulfillment, I needed to learn from people who lived that way while having a family. In 2012, I started interviewing any mom that would talk to me. After hundreds of interviews, I found a pattern that the moms who struggled less all had similar foundational skill sets, mindsets, and habits. I started Mom Training, our live workshops, and the Mom Training podcast to continue my research process in a way that included other moms and families. My goal is to help other moms increase their joy, love, and fulfillment by creating an environment where we can learn and thrive together. Come learn the skill sets and strategies for a happy home, peaceful relationships, inspiration to be your best self, and more than enough time to do what you love while enjoying your family. Welcome to the Mom Training Community, where we learn, cry, and laugh together as we navigate motherhood. I'm Diana, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about mom burnout. How do we avoid mom burnout, and how do we feel less stressed in our life? Now, maybe you've never experienced burnout in your life, which I would be surprised if you've never at least tasted of it at least once or twice being a mom, especially when we have so many things on our plate and there's so many things pulling for our attention nowadays with our children and outside of the home, maybe working, different things like that. So I'm really excited to have this topic today that we can really discuss some things of how we can help ourselves to feel better enjoy life, and avoid the burnout that can come. So today we have Elizabeth with us, who is a stress coach for moms, and I she helps overwhelm moms reduce their mental stress so they can respond with patience and be calm towards their kids. So Elizabeth, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so I live in Florida. And right now it's super nice outside. We were just chatting about that Um, in North Florida. It's like in the 70s right now in mid-January. So beautiful out here. But we recently moved from Minnesota to Florida. I have four kids with my husband. Our oldest is 11 and then eight-year-old and a five-year-old. So three boys and 18-month-old girl. So our house is full of energy, lots of noise. I know what it's like to have like craziness in the sense of like lots of kids running around making a ton of noise my boys are just loud period they're loud and um I got on this journey because I was struggling parenting one of my kiddos and I ended up going to counseling and I was introduced to um, respectful parenting I'm sure you've heard of it there's just like a whole new wave about it nowadays it's um, based on creating a connection emotional connection with your children and if they're emotionally connected with you they're a lot more likely to cooperate and so it's helping them feel seen heard understood teaching them emotional regulation skills well that was all new for me because I grew up in a traditional type of parenting home and a Christian conservative um, background where it's like well if you're angry, go get over it or you'll get spanked. And there wasn't like my mom did come and check in with us and talk with us, but there wasn't such thing as like emotional regulation, learning how to stay calm, right? Like that was just not a thing. And they didn't know any different, right? It's not like I'm blaming them. They just didn't know any different. And 
as I was like learning all this stuff, I noticed that I was having a hard time actually implementing. There's like a whole thing of like unlearning, you know, old ways of doing things and like reparenting yourself. But what I noticed that when I was running an empty, when I was overwhelmed, stressed out, or had like unmet basic needs such as hungry or like sleep deprived, I literally could not think of any of the strategies that I was learning in counseling. I would go back to my old like reactive ways of parenting and doing things. And I'm like, surely there has to be a better way. Like this just like this can't be so hard. I feel like maybe out of 10 times, I'll succeed maybe once. And it just felt like I was failing at this new way of parenting that I felt like was a lot more aligned for me. And as I was going to counseling, I learned more about Ali Casazo. You and I know her. Mm -hmm. And I felt really called to buy her course, Unburdened. And when I bought that course, it taught a lot about mindset shifts. I'm sure you teach about this as well to your mamas because that's huge, right? And one of the things that I um, like learned in there is like, I'm an action-taking, problem-solving woman. I am not going to be a victim to my life. I will take charge. I am the CEO of my home and I'm going to figure out what is not working and what I can do to change to make things better. And in there, it talked a lot about kind of creating a day that supports you and structuring your life around that. Granted, COVID hit and then like everything was just like out the window in a sense. But I decided that I will get up early before my kids in the mornings since they already slept through the night. Normally, I would just sleep until they would wake up and just like jump into the day. But since they slept through the night and they went to bed at a reasonable hour, there was no excuse for me not to go to sleep around 10 and get up before them. And I started doing that. And when I would get up early in the morning, I learned um, a lot of like healthy habits and like meditations and journaling and reading. And as a Christian, I mean, I read the Bible and prayed and just getting still and mm -hmm. like creating like peace and quiet in the mornings before I jump into the day and just kind of filling my cup right? We talk about that a lot. Like what fills you up, right? What fills your cup up? And for me, I learned that I absolutely needed alone time. Like I learned about myself that I'm an introvert, a highly sensitive person. I have to have alone time. It's not just like, oh, I want to. It's like, no, 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 no. It's a need for me now to function and show up as my best self. And I noticed a significant change in how I was showing up as a mom throughout the day. My tolerance levels for noise and kids' meltdowns and like just everything not going my way was way higher. Like I could handle a lot more. I wasn't reacting anymore. If I was, it was super rare. And I would recognize, oh, well, why am I overreacting? Well, that's because I'm like, a little bit overwhelmed because my husband's working late hours. I'm at home with the kids all day. Like I could recognize the root and I'm like, okay, I feel like I learned something that other moms don't know. I have to share it with other moms. And so I ended up starting a podcast called Emotionally Healthy Legacy. And then just, it took off from there. And then I started a coaching, um, 
business for moms helping overwhelmed moms reduce the stress and moms who struggle with anger and rage and overreacting so they can learn healthy coping skills and like recognize what's the underneath that rage and frustration and anger. Well, and I I think that a lot of us struggle. Thank you for sharing all that. I think a lot of us struggle with the anger and rage because we aren't taking care of ourselves. I know for me, I even woke up this morning, like really mad. I like actually went to bed really mad because my daughter is teething. Now we can go all over the place of like, oh, enjoy the little ones. I love the little ones. But when you are highly sleep deprived, I've been up so much in the last two days that I, I was so mad last night, finally at 1130, when I had gotten in bed at 930 and had already been up four times in between that two hours of like, I had planned on getting up at 530 to go and have my alone time. And I've been doing that the last week in the mornings and it's been so helpful, but we do, we get, we get mad when our, when our self-care is interrupted so many times. And I mean, I guess I'd love to hear your advice on that because, you know, we try really hard to take care of ourselves sometimes, but we can, sometimes we'll have continue to just have so many things that interfere with it. Right. So, you know, we, we've done everything we could to try to take care of that baby before they go to bed and they still, you know, are getting up all night and we have to care for them and whatever. Like, so I guess what's your advice on that for the mom that's like really frustrated with not really feeling like she can take good care of herself, you know, and is trying to prevent burnout or pull herself out of burnout. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that is really challenging. I just want to kind of like validate that. And it makes a lot of sense why you would get frustrated and even experience mom rage. Because when I am sleep deprived, I am not a nice mom. And I don't do well being woken up multiple times at night. I get to that point where like, you know what, I don't care what's hurting or whatever it is. I just need some sleep. Otherwise, I'm going to hurt you. Like it's, it's that bad in the middle of the night. I can't think clearly. Like And the reason is because the part of the brain that helps you emotionally regulate is shut off when you're triggered, when you have unmet needs and you're literally have, it's, it, you could emotionally regulate, but it's a thousand times harder. And so it just makes sense, right? So you're not alone with that. It makes sense. I think the biggest thing is like, um, like in the world of like me doing this with moms is recognizing and like being like, okay, this makes sense. This is why I'm frustrated. And what do I need to not stay there? And the biggest thing is like communicating with your spouse and asking for support because realistically, you cannot do everything yourself. And like when my kids would wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I would talk to my husband. I'm like, I need your help. I can't be the only one constantly getting up. Like this is also your children and I need your support and I need your help. And so I would communicate that with him and we would either tag team. Um, My husband falls asleep really quickly in the middle of the night. So it's not that big of a deal for him, you know? And so he normally doesn't even hear anything. So I have to be like waking him up. But usually I have to ask for help and I gotten over the, fact that like oh it's sign of weakness I feel like I'm failing it's like no 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 I'm supporting myself 
I can either ask for help and feel supported and things feel a little bit easier, or I can be frustrated, angry, and lashing out on my kids. And so that is probably the biggest thing. And then um, also like what is going in your life, going on in your life that you can let go of in this season? Okay. So sometimes like we get to the burnout and that overwhelm and where we want to take care of ourselves, but we feel like we can't, everything else gets in the way. That's because we have too much going on and we need to kind of like audit our life, literally sit down and list everything that you're committed to all the things that you're doing. What can you delegate or maybe hire help or just like delegate to your kids and your spouse or your parents if they're around what can you literally delete and say this is not serving me in this season in life this is literally creating so much stress overwhelm like yes when I signed up for this it seemed like a good idea but now I'm recognizing that it's like not serving me you might have to have some uncomfortable conversations that don't feel good but like think about it in the long run what is it doing to you, right? And so what things can you simplify? Like it could be meal planning, grocery delivery or whatever. Like what things can you simplify and make easier? Because sometimes we're like, oh, I don't want my kids to have any screen time or only, you know, half an hour a day. Well, sometimes you go through seasons where you need to have (laughs) more screen time for your kids, for your own sanity. At least that's how I see it. Um, So like, what can you simplify and make easier for yourself in this season? So then you can create a little bit of alone time. And then like, I would, I always like communicate, communicate with your spouse and your kids. Like my kids, the older three are old enough to understand. And so they will like, if they get up earlier in the morning time, when it's my quiet time, they have a couple options, go back to their own bed. And lay there quietly they can go lay on my bed or if they want to they can like play it with a toy or something quietly on my bed those are pretty much the two options like <laughs> and I communicate that like with them until seven o'clock in the morning is his mommy's alone time if you want to be next to me on the couch in the living room that's fine but you're not allowed to talk to me or ask me any questions you can absolutely like be here but quietly And as soon as you're making noise, you're going to have to leave. And like, it's not a mean thing. It's, it's like a boundary that I set to protect that time for myself. So then I can be kind and sweet and compassionate and patient to them throughout the day. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't think they quite understand that, like, if mommy doesn't have her alone time to process, like, and take care of her mental health as well as her physical health that it it brings negative results for everybody (laughs) you know what I mean like it's it's really important for us to teach our kids like you're saying to make those boundaries and kind of explain to them this is why it's so important like you know I need to do my prayer in the morning and I need to journal and I need to you know connect with God first before we wake up so that I'm on the right page you know before I start the day out or being able to just relax or do that yoga or different things like that that is important to us you know i do you think that stress is avoidable or is it just a part of life i think some of the stress is part of life and some of it we take on too much on ourselves there is controllable stress 
that is in your control and there's uncontrollable stress and uncontrollable stress. is like literally life happening to you, right? Like you get in a car accident, you lose a loved one, you know, you're, you know, there was a hurricane and it screwed up your house. Like there's always things like somebody, you know, did something to your child at school. Like you have no control over that, right? Like there's uncontrollable stress that will happen to us. And I think that's why it's so important not to have your life overbooked and overscheduled. So then you have that space in your life to take care of things like that. And so like that is part of the reason why it's so important not to be like constantly busy, 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 going, going. So you have room and space for life to happen. And then there's controllable stress. Like simple things is like eating meals. When you are not skipping meals, that creates a threat in your brain. Like you have an unmet need and that creates a stress response. That's controllable. Going to sleep at a reasonable hour, setting phone boundaries and, you know, not being a social media and scrolling who knows how late and like being sleep deprived the next morning, morning in your control, a cranky baby whose teething is not right. And so like, we need to kind of look at things like putting too much on your schedule over committing that's in your control, right? Trying to create all these crazy meals for your family that stress you out. That's in your control. You can let go some of that and like simplify and make it easier for yourself. Like trying to do everything yourself and not asking for help because you your mindset is, oh, I'm a failure if I ask for help. I have to do it all. That is creating extra stress for yourself. So there's definitely things that are in your control. And that's what we focus on with the mamas I work with. I'm like, okay, let's figure out what's in your control so we can do something about that. So then you're less stressed, less overwhelmed, less reactive, and you're a lot less likely to experience those big explosions and mom rage, even when life is not like going the way you want it to. Right. So I know we've touched on this a little bit, but like what happens to us when you neglect our limits and get to that burnout, like how it affects us, uh, like our health, our mental and emotional well-being. Uh, let's touch on that a little bit so that moms that are struggling with this can uh, know that they're not alone and uh, that there are ways for them to feel better. Yeah. So I mentioned a little bit earlier about kind of like what goes on in our brain when we have unmet needs and um, like neglect self-care and filling up our own cup. And so we have three main parts of our brain that help us to kind of control our emotions and our actions. So we have our frontal lobe, which is right behind our forehead. And that part of our brain helps us emotionally regulate, be logical, make do problem solving and make good positive choices. And um, then we have our emotion. That was our, sorry, that was our thinking brain in the frontal lobe. And then we have our emotional part of the brain, which is right in the center. And when we feel any sense of threat, it could be perceived or a real threat, um, we shift to our emotional part of the brain and it shuts off our thinking part of the brain. So when you are sleep deprived, that's a threat to your brain because it's unmet basic need. When you're hungry, that's also a threat to your brain because it's an unmet basic need. That's why you get hangry, right? 
like you overreact when you're hungry, when you don't feel seen or heard or understood by, let's say, your spouse, when you feel neglected, like all of those things create a threat in your brain when your child is like, in danger, someone, your kid is hitting another kid. That's a threat, right? Like a threat response in your brain. And it shuts off your thinking part of the brain. And when like a bunch of things add up, let's say you're running late, that's a threat because you're telling yourself, if I'm late, that means I'm a bad mom. That creates a threat for you, right? So then you have like your phone dinging and going off overstimulation that creates a threat to your brain. You're hungry, you're sleep deprived, your kids are screaming and everybody needs you. Like it makes sense why you would explode and overreact and you haven't had any time to yourself, right? Like all those things add up and then eventually the stress builds up and it, sh- and it shifts you to the emo- uh, to survival part of the brain where you fight, flight, or freeze, where you like shut down. You're like, you know what? Like you, I can't do any of this. I'm going to, you just shut down emotionally and mentally and physically. Like you get to the point where your body's going to give up on you or you get to a point where you're just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm not even dealing with this. I'm going to go drink some wine or just like watch Netflix because I don't want to deal with it. Or you freak out and you scream and yell at your family. So it is so important to understand that when you're not replenishing yourself, you're not like on a regular basis filling that cup up, it will eventually get to you running an empty, right? And when we're running an empty, we can do that for a little bit. But it's pulling from somewhere. It's pulling from your emotional wellness, which is your emotional regulation, your mental wellness, which is a lot of your negative self-talk, critical, kind of like negative mood and just mood swings. Or it's also pulling from your physical wellness. You feel exhausted. You feel so overwhelmed. You feel like so beat up. You have headaches. You have stomach issues. Like it's pulling from somewhere if you keep running on empty and then it gets to a point where your body's just going to physically give up on you. So it's really important to understand that because so many moms say, oh, well, I, I do take time for myself, but it feels like it's never enough. And the problem is, is because they're waiting until they are exploding on their family to take time, time for themselves and they don't do it as a regular proactive thing to constantly fill that cup up so it doesn't even run on empty anymore. And I mean, I have four young kids and I have like communicated that with my family. My kids know like mama needs alone time every single day. They have an afternoon when they're home from school and they don't have school on day on the days they're home. We're like, there's a quiet time. After lunch, the baby naps, it's quiet time for everybody. Everybody goes to separate rooms. We absolutely have to have quiet time. Like this is time for me. This is time for them. Sometimes I play with them. Sometimes I work. Sometimes I just take a nap. Like it's quiet time. And it got like I had to train my kids. We have like a visual timer for them. They listen to podcasts. They have special toys. Like it was a thing like that I had to train them to get to that point. But that supports me to show up like as a mom that I want to be, you know? And so those are just some like kind of like tips, I guess, and to help you understand like what does happen when you do neglect your needs and you just constantly run on empty. 
Yeah. So I guess my question is, is for the mom that is burned out already right now, she is completely empty and maybe she feels like she even has like a hole in her cup that like she tries to fill it and things are continually like she still never feels like she's getting on top of her self-care and getting herself out of that, you know, fight or flight mode, burnout. Like what tip would you have for her as she, as she is trying to, to get to a better place? Like what, what encouragement could you give a mom like that? I guess my encouragement for you is that I understand, I get it. And I promise you, you don't have to stay there. Like you're still an amazing mom. You're just struggling. And my starting point for you is if you can put your kids to bed early tonight or ask your spouse to put the kids to bed, take out a journal and write everything out. What is heavy? What is weighing you down? What is not working? What feels so frustrating? What feels so overwhelming? This is very important because we often just keep it all inside and then we project it on our family. And when you have it all on paper, you can kind of like get the, this like an aerial view of your life. Like what is going on? What is not working? What is not serving me? What can I let go? What can I delegate? What can I like simplify and make easier? And like you go from there and then you decide that you want to take care of yourself, that it's a priority for the, for you so it can serve the rest of the family. You decide when you're going to do that. You communicate it with your family and you decide to protect that time. Like if it's in the afternoons and your kids are napping for the first, let's say half an hour. You decide that you're not going to do dishes or housework. You're going to sit down and journal and read a book or you're going to work out as hard as it is. Get an accountability partner, get a coach or somebody that's going to keep you accountable that you're going to stick with it. But something has to change. And so my encouragement is that you're not the only one who's there. And I promise you, it doesn't have to stay that way. It starts with shifting your mindset and perspective about the situation. You're not a victim. You're empowered. You, you are an action taker. You can choose to solve this problem, even though it feels like it's hard. And that's why support exists. There's so much support available out there for you, mama. You can reach out to me. There's other coaches out there. There's counseling. There's therapy. There's there's like your group too, right? Like there's support for you. It exists. You are not alone and there is a better way to do things. You just need a little bit of guidance and like holding your hand maybe. Yeah. And so right now this, this podcast is posting during our let's take care of mom series where we're, it's an eight week self-care series where we're really diving into how to take care of ourselves. And this has been created from my last year and a half of having postpartum depression and burnout and just a really, really hard season of life where I really let my self-care go because I dove into taking care of everybody else and completely forgot. Now, and I'm sure that there's so many moms that feel that way because of COVID, uh, you know, that 2020 season was really hard where, you know, everyone came home and I don't know about you, but like during that season, there were some really good times, but that also created a lot of bad habits for me 
of turning all of my attention to making sure that everyone else's needs were taken care of and that they didn't suffer during that time and all that kind of stuff that I completely forgot about myself. And I'm now still trying to heal from the effects of, you know, shifting my focus away from myself. And so, you know, mama, if you are, if you're struggling right now and you've, you've hit that burnout and you're stressed out, I hope that you can learn something from Elizabeth today uh, and, you know, really be able to take something from this, realize you're not alone, that it's, you don't have to stay there and you can get out of this season that you're in of struggle. So Elizabeth, why don't you tell us where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me, um, on my podcast, Emotionally Healthy Legacy, and also on my website, I created a page for your listeners, um, emotionallyhealthylegacy.com slash mom and training. And I will send it over to you and your listeners can get a few free gifts from, um, from there. So those are the places you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, ladies. So, uh, we will have all those links in the show notes. And so go and check out Elizabeth's website and her podcast. So thank you, Elizabeth, so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Um, really appreciate that. And ladies, we hope you have a great rest of your day. Go do something to take care of yourself. And we'll see you next Tuesday on the Mom Training Podcast. Hey, Mama. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and letting me be a part of your day. If you'd like to see how I apply some things that we talk about, tips, some mom humor, or just to connect deeper, follow me on Instagram at Diana Ballard Live. If this episode or any episode was helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. It's literally the lifeblood for a podcaster, and it helps me so much. If you'd like to learn more about me or mom training and how we can help you implement more things you learn here on the Mom Training Podcast to make life flow smoother, to be more fulfilled, and create and protect what you love, head to dianaballard.com. There are free downloads, online programs, our mom training membership with our monthly workshops, and other resources to help you create the life you want. Thanks for tuning in. Know I'm always rooting for you and believing you. I am Diana Ballard, and this is the Mom Training Podcast.